Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Character First Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. <laughs> and just Charlie this week. No, Audrey. She's she's off working. Working. Yeah, she's, she's out in the great unknown of Madison-ish area, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And we need to be timely with this one, otherwise yeah. we would have would have stalled it. And we thought about doing it on Thursday night, recording Thursday night, but then, you know, I have to turn it around within a couple hours then. So Yeah, and that's we're, no fun. Nah, so we're just doing the two of us tonight. So, yeah, um, initial thoughts on the, the episode? Liked it, disliked it? Uh, I really liked it compared to last week, so I feel like... First, you start off pretty strong. Third one dipped a little bit for me, and this one kind of brought it back up. What about you? I would agree. Actually, I think this might be my favorite episode thus far. Yeah, uh, definitely the biggest plot twist. Which... Bi- biggest tw- plot twist. Most just kind of like happening in general, like mm-hmm. actually going somewhere. So. Oh, we didn't need Moon Knight to do it either, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no there's no actual Khonshu in this episode at all. No. So. No. Which I, I won't say I liked, but it's cool to see them actually do. They can hold an episode called Moon Knight without Moon Knight or the god that is Moon Knight. Right, right. Or provides Moon Knight, rather. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Well, and yeah, I think this is one of the first episodes where, like, of any of the Marvel shows, not where one of the title characters isn't in the actual episode. Probably, yeah. I mean, all of them were pretty, like, focused, but... <laughs> yeah, but... Well, yeah. well, and we get to see a lot of Layla, which is cool. I yeah. think she really holds down... This, I mean, she holds down this episode in her own way. For sure. Well, and we'll get to it later, but we also get essentially all of the, uh, confirming all the comic book backstory, essentially, and how Moon Knight gets his powers, too. It's more or less mm-hmm. confirmed, so. Yeah, we're just waiting for the recap. Yeah. Which I thought we were going to get this time, but. I, I no think dice. we're going to get a flash. <laughs> I think we're going to get a flashback next time. Yeah. For sure. One was cool, too, is this one breaks up the usual Marvel TV shows, where it seems like, right, where they have these six or whatever episode runs, and on episode five, it's always the penultimate, like, all this stuff happens, big plot twist, and yeah. they feel like they kind of shoved it up an episode, which is kind of yeah. cool, rather than having it in episode five, they had it episode four, and then we'll kind of see what happens, so yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm curious to see if they're going to do the penultimate on, uh, well, I guess the ultimate is technically yeah. the terminology, on episode six this time, just because cause this seems to be in two episode arcs, mm-hmm. so it, it would make more sense to actually have episode six be the, the, the main big. Which would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, let's let's jump into it. Uh, if you haven't watched the episode, spoilers at this point, I don't, I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we we start off picking up pretty much exactly where episode three uh, ended with Khonshu being imprisoned in the statue, helping Mark and Layla chart the path to Amit's tomb. Um, oh, I'm getting all this off the comic book. Uh, yeah, comicbook.com like oh, I did perfect. last week. I kind of liked their their recap, so I'm going to use theirs again. Yeah, they did a nice job. Yeah, so we see one of the Egyptian god avatars take Khonshu's statue to the room inside the Great Pyramid and place it alongside a shelf of dozens of other statues. Um, other, you know. A lot. Yeah, a lot of other imprisoned deities. Uh, kind of a, I guess, offshoot then. I find this interesting because, uh, so the Thor Love and Thunder um, trailer came out earlier this week. So we know that we have Norse gods mm-hmm. and then the, ep- the trailer, uh, leans into Greek gods. So we have Egyptian gods. So I, I would be curious. And Eternals. And Eternals. Yes. So I would be curious to see what gods they have in prison there. And if they're only, uh, Egyptian gods or not, 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't know them well enough to, if you pause the screen, you said, hey, could, do you think you could identify these? I, yeah, I wouldn't be able not. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Zero chance of me being able to do that. But it'll be interesting to see how they, well, and not only do you have the God side of it, but then you have the magic side of it. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see how they go, you know, how they kind of mitigate this moving forward. I didn't even realize this, but the next line in this uh, recap is talking about Thor, Love, and Thunder. So that's actually very funny. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it could be really cool to see like this Moon Knight could set up stuff for Thor. Like Um, maybe the Greek gods have been in prison for, you know, X amount of time and they're finally all being released or something like that. When they go to release Khonshu, they accidentally release a bunch of other gods or something too. Like, well... Yeah, because yeah, we do have Zeus confirmed. So. Zeus confirmed. We we could get Hercules. Like yeah, it. Well, and then that would explain why we have uh, the God Butcher yeah. coming. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it would make sense for God Butcher to be there too. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do that because also that would mean. Yeah, that's tough because also that would mean that this show would be almost like a required viewing prior to Love and Thunder, which I don't know if they're leaning into or what their plans are there. I, I see. I, I could argue that maybe not because they might not reference it in Love and Thunder. Like this show might explain why all of a sudden all of the gods are there, but Love and Thunder might not care why there's other gods. They like the Marvel's true. done that before in the past where it's just like, just accept that like the Eternals is a perfect yeah. example of these people have always been here. Like you could easily do that with Love and Thunder and no one would bat an eye. Yeah. I did think that part of Eternals is weak. Oh, it was weak. They scrubbed it away. They, yeah. Like took this one line of dialogue and tried to scrub it away. Yeah, like <laughs> but, we can't interfere. But while with TT, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna think. I mean, <laughs> everything that he said about this movie is that he's taken everything he thought was crazy and made it crazier. So yeah, I I don't know what to think with this movie. Yeah. Except that I'm excited. Oh, but, I'm very excited yeah. for it. That was it was such a good teaser trailer. Okay. So let's uh, let's jump back to, to Moon Knight episode four here. Also, personally, I love Greek, the Greek and Roman yes. pantheon. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I think I've said this before, but um, Assassin's Creed games, I like them. They're yeah. not my favorite. I'll play through them. You're mostly play through them. I, I can't claim to beat them. But Odyssey, yeah, I well, it was also COVID and lockdown, so you know that was part of it. Yeah, but you just I needed something. <laughs> I played the living shit out of that game just because it was that that pantheon of gods i loved yeah and so i just i like immediately drew to that and i know people who played valhalla because they think that the norse mythology is super cool so yeah. whatever you pander towards they, they you, can get you you remember when assassin's creed removed a crossbow from a game because it wasn't historically accurate yeah <laughs> we've come a long way we've since come then. so long <laughs> come so long, far since long then. way <laughs> so all right back to the recap so the other part uh so they're, they're in the desert desert layla uh like uh, lights turn on bullets start yeah. flying layla you know drags mark down the 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 side of it um mark's just you know passed out face down uh and the the truck that we saw in episode 3 following them mm-hmm. f- finally caught up to them or decided yeah. to show up or whatever decided to show up <laughs> but uh they go check out mark first Layla's hiding behind the truck. She goes into the truck, finds some flares, mm. lights a flare to get their attention. Uh, they stop the yeah. truck and turn around, even though the gun is mounted. So, sure, whatever. Um, but I also the, didn't think a flare could heat up ammunition quick enough. Yeah, to do I was that, gonna, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, I, so th- they're fucking around with that. But yeah, Layla throws a flare into the ammunition, and it immediately goes off. 
I like don't think that's how that works. No, and like it even shows when she's hiding behind the car, like ricochets of bullets near her head, which I was just like, girl, if the bullets are ricocheting like an inch from your head, you need to duck. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can accept a lot of things as we're talking about avatars of gods and yeah. the Egyptian gods, and like I understand the premise of the show is unrealistic in every facet, but. That part just really irked me a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, th- th- this was by far the the weakest part of the episode for sure. Um, like this yep. part just the the CGI was a little you know a little wonky. It didn't make a lot of sense, and I no, I it almost felt like it was a different director taking over and didn't know how to deal with where they left yeah. off the previous episode. So it was just like oh let's just you know get rid of this car. Yeah, that we're we just didn't gonna write there. this off really quick. <laughs> yeah, just, just brush this off and move on. I, I, at that point, I just wish they would have. She would have found a gun in the back and yeah. just shot them. I think that would. Yeah, that would have made <laughs> a lot more sense. More yeah, while they're checking out Mark, yeah, she yeah. opens fire on him, and we're good to go. So Stephen and Layla follow the lead that Kanshu provided, and uh, you know, make their way across the desert and locate Amit's tomb like pretty quick. It's almost a non-issue. <laughs> Holy shit! Have they done work? Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. there's a whole camp set up. They have like they, they've dug out like it's crazy how much they dug out. I mean, yeah. I looked at that. I was like, these boys been busy. So <laughs> you know, it was funny is I was rewatching the episode and I immediately had questions on how the scarab worked because it's like, oh, the scarab points to where Amit's tomb is. I was like, all right, cool. And I didn't think about it, but then they recap the part where he's walking across the desert and then the scarab all of a sudden points down. Mm-hmm. Whereas like. If it's going to point to, like, actually where Amit is, wouldn't it always just be pointing to where Amit is? So if they're, like, in... It's got to be just to, like, the beginning or, like, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 entrance the entrance to... Yeah. But even so, like, in the, when while they're in the UK, shouldn't it be, like, pointing towards the ground, where towards Egypt or something like that? Like, wouldn't that make more sense? It would, but... Sure. I, I know. It was one of those things where it's just like, it's it's always like one of those compass things where I'm just like, so is this aligned based on like the magnetic poles? Like, how is this functioning when the thing's underground? <laughs> like, magic. Anyway. Yeah, magic. Magic. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen, Mark, uh, St- Stephen slash Mark yeah. and Layla uh, loot. They go looting. <laughs> they find essentially nothing other than flashlights and uh, flares. Uh, flares and equipment to descend. So, I mean, sure, whatever. But they they have a little, they talk and everything like that uh, while they're driving up. And Steven's like, the deal was that we got rid of Khonshu, so then Mark goes away forever. And Layla's like, "Why?" well, I wasn't consulted about where my husband was going. And yeah. Steven's like, well, you weren't part of the equation at the time. Didn't think about that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there's. it's obvious that Layla still has feelings for the body that is contains these people <laughs> well i think she still loves mark yeah i, think I, I she don't still think she ever wanted to leave mark i think he he thought it would be safer for her but i don't oh, think yeah. she ever yeah and well and then like i think steven is everything that mark's not to her essentially like attentive and you know knowledgeable and looks into the interests that she has and you yeah. know that sort of stuff so i don't know sure it's very interesting relationship. It is a very interesting relationship. But they essentially go in, and she almost kisses him, and then uh, he lets her know that uh, the reason why Mark was pushing her away is because Kanshu was hinting that he wanted to take her as an avatar, and Mark doesn't want her to suffer that fate. So she's like, oh, 
okay, why are you telling me this? And he's like, you know, honesty. And they have a little honesty conversation on how he's, he's nothing but honest, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and him telling her that stopped a kiss they were about to have. And then they somehow made it possible for Oscar Isaac to give, like, the most awkward kiss ever. <laughs> I was like, huh? That's very awkward. It was awesome, though, because Stephen yeah. Grant would have no clue. Oh, absolutely no clue. And and it was kind of, I thought this part was particularly clever, where she's putting on the, the spelunking gear, and, like, it's this natural way to get close to somebody. Yeah. That's not weird because you have to do it if you don't know how to put it on. Yeah, he's wrapping the arms around the leg and the waist and kind of tighten the straps. To. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. I thought that was super. That was very clever, very very clever at that moment. Yeah, yeah. And then we also get uh, Mark taking control of one of the arms to punch Stephen in the face, which was that was pretty funny. He must have been pissed because yeah. remember they go out of their way to say it takes all of me just to project us. Uh, uh, you know, mirror image of myself. Yeah. And then to punch the other dude while yeah. not taking over. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I also... He f- was mad. <laughs> I, I did find it funny that uh, uh, Stephen... Or, yeah, Mark, no, Mark yells to Stephen that uh, if he touches his wife, he'll throw us off a cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, touche, touche. So they, they go down into Amit's tomb. Uh, Layla very expertly belays down. Uh, Stephen essentially falls <laughs> all the way down. Yeah. And... Layla Mar- uh, puts in her father's initials into the sand on one of the the guardians of the entrance, and uh, they they take a look around. It's nice little like nerd out slash yeah. you know have backstory about Layla's father being killed and how she was raised around the, this sort of stuff. So real natural way to do it. Yeah, it was a good way to do it. Yeah, you knew what they were trying to do, but it didn't feel super forced. It no. felt like it was a conversation they would have considering their relationship to another at this point. And it's also such a unique situation that it would automatically lend itself to other unique situations mm-hmm. that like Layla's been in to Agreed. then explore more of her background. Like, oh, my father would love this place kind of thing. Like that he this this was what his life was as an obsession. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, they 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 make their way down. Uh, they make their way through the tomb. Uh, they eventually find out that the tomb is a maze in the Eye of Horus, uh, which is a protection room that also uh, touches on all six senses, which, I mean, I was like, huh, six senses, huh? <laughs> but sure. Yeah. So they, they deduce that... Come on, man. They deduce that the sarcophagus would be in the tongue part of the 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 symbol because the the avatar is the mouthpiece of the god sure i didn't hate all that no it was all it it, all got us to a point it got us to a point point and it was it was plausible it was decent writing yeah it it was like all right well you know this is actually kind of cool like him puzzling this out honestly it made more sense than like half the shit in loki so yeah (laughs) so i was like sure why not so the well they doubled down on it later too they did yeah with alexander the great by you know, when the, he goes in and sticks his hand in his mouth, which was... It was pretty grody. <laughs> pretty grody. I thought he was going to bite his hand. Yeah, I did too. I thought, yeah. But anyways, he reaches into his throat, you know, obviously going yeah. with the same theme of the voice. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, they put they put the statue in his mouth because he was the mouthpiece. And since the god has been, you know, trapped, the... Yeah. It, yeah, it makes sense. I liked it. Uh, so we also get the... Uh, essentially like a horror sequence here. So yeah. this was... Probably the most tense, like horror esque sequence I think Marvel's really done. That clicking was yes, real proper scary. 
Yeah. No, yeah, it was it was proper creepy and like they did a good job of like keeping the tension pretty high for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh they didn't and I like that they didn't drag it out for too long cuz a lot yeah. of those ones they they just drag it out for like forever. Uh Layla no, it was like a little hit of it. Yeah, and, yeah. And you got the little bit of like oh they're going to actually like m- you know mummify this person and they're yeah. pulling out these different, you know, the organs and putting yeah. them in the, the little jars and stuff like that. So yeah, you uh, got to see Steven just kind of like, oh, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, He's like, I'm not like, dealing. I don't really like this. Yeah, this isn't great for me. Uh, nope. He also climbs up on top and immediately starts geeking out about some of the other like mm-hmm. uh, servants that would have been buried with the the pharaoh or you know king or whatever. And Layla's like, no, the the exit, and that's when the the creature like you hear the uh, gunfire first, and then you hear a clicking. And then Layla like ducks and Steven is already up above and Layla's like creeping around mm-hmm. the, this this table as this dude got like gutted. And yeah. then she like knocks over a thing and makes a sound and then Steven like screams and like freaks out. Of course he screams. It was just a matter of time before he made something where he was gonna scream or freak out. Exactly, yeah. So then Steven like knocks over a thing and he says, Oh, I squished it. Like <laughs> which I mean that's not gonna stop whatever that creature is, but uh no. Layla runs off. Uh, Steven goes the opposite direction. Uh, Steven makes it to the tomb. So let, let's follow Layla for a little bit here. So she she's getting chased by the, the zombie priest thing, whatever it is. <laughs> Reanimated course. I don't know. It's creepy as fuck. Uh, but she, she's running. The clicking. Yes. The clicking is what got me. She did. I, I felt like she really took her goddamn time when she got to that cavern, though. Cause she like she's running and then she dude. stops and then she like stops she pulls out a flare like slowly lights it yeah I wouldn't want to do I'd be freaked out too yeah I'd be like uh, fuck that yeah. I don't want to I don't want to walk along this no <laughs> right? way well and that's the thing is like if I'm gonna light a torch I'm yeeting it as far as I can to see what's on the other side and then I'm shimmying across that wall <laughs> like it's time yeah. to go I, yeah but so she she's going across we get the tension of you know some of it's crumbling beneath her it's it's yeah. fine whatever. But they very also, Indiana Jones. It's very point. Indiana Jones or uh, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Very Tomb Raider here. Good point. Uh, but you see the creatures in the cracks, be, like just behind <laughs> oh, her, moving and like grabbing a, at her. Yeah, and oh. they like, start grabbing at her, and she freaks out, and she like fights a, one of them, and it, she rips off his hand. I don't remember if this is right away at the beginning or right here. I think she does it right at the beginning of this cavern. I think. no, it's halfway through. I think because she because mm, right. they have that sequence where she, they go in and out. Yeah, which she was kind of crazy. She's running out and she gets pulled back in. And then she falls out holding onto a hand. Mm-hmm. And then this creature jumps out at her and is using the stump, like the bones in the stump of his arm to, to try stab. to stab her. Yeah. And that then was incredible. She essentially hip tosses him off of the <laughs> the the, uh, the ledge and is able to you know, grab on and pull herself back up. So she, she's now solved the, the dead priest puzzle. Yeah, she's got it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Harrow is at the... Uh, I do wonder if those creepy things are going to end up being... Uh, the the people from the the institution, the oh, helpers. I could see that. Yeah, if this is all part of that, if depending on where we are yeah. as a in, in the story, because obviously they're leaning into this unreliable narrator thing for sure, which is awesome. Yeah, because I, I, I can't it. wait for the reveal. <laughs> but I think those might be the lackeys in the institution. I mean, that's just my that's my theory right now. Yeah, yeah, no, th- and that, that's a that's an interesting theory. I could a hundred percent see them doing that. So uh, Harrow shows up. He's at the entrance where she started, and 
essentially she's he's trying to get in her head again about like her connection with Mark and what Mark actually knows and like Arthur sits down and is like you know Mark knew about this and like he knew about the scarf that your father would wear and how your father was shot in the back of the head and all this other stuff like I saw this in Mark's mind essentially and his his manipulation to Layla like works which annoyed me like <laughs> well I think if we're now that I'm starting to think about it more and more, if all of this is a, a dream or a, a, a fiction of, you know, like some part of their imagination and they are in the institution, so both Mark and Layla, and, yeah. and he's the the doctor or whatever role he's reprising, and he, that's why he keeps showing up out of nowhere because he has that ability. Yeah. I, and. And with this, I mean, if he has already been talking to Mark in some capacity, trying to draw out information, maybe that's what's happening. I really don't know. So, I, I, that's, I like that theory. I, I think it does connect a lot of the dots that we we've had issues with in the past. Mm-hmm. But the reason why, so assuming that what we have been seeing is real, the, like disregarding the institutional stuff at the end here, assuming that everything we've seen is real, like Layla is picking the worst possible time to be upset about this sort of thing. Like I understand like finding like this is very much the um, Iron Man syndrome that annoyed the piss out of me in um, Mm. civil war. No, that's not civil war. It's a winter soldier. No, which one did they, what is that civil war? Yeah, that is civil war. Okay. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) like, wait, no. So it's one of those things where it's like, you are in, a very precarious place like you are in a like immediate danger you're in a bad area and you're pissed off about something that happened 20 plus years ago admittedly be angry about it be angry about it when you're no longer in immediate danger <laughs> yeah i would agree with that especially when you know at the at the end as we're gonna get to they come in with guns yeah and they're wanting information well there's also more of those pharaoh things running or those priests running around we saw that there was more than one yeah, I'm still I, I think I'm going with my theory because he's not he uh, Harrow's not scared of them, which yeah. would lead me to institute or lead me to think that they are part of the institute. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But all right, so let, let's go back to Stephen slash Mark. So they're they're having a conversation in this 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 tomb. So he, uh, Mark calls out a couple of different uh, priests slash priestesses here. So the two of them that he calls out are actually people, uh, tombs that have never been found. So he calls out Nefertiti, and then he also calls out, um, I don't know how to say this, but Thutmos, Thutmos the second. Uh, so both of them sure. were uh, in the uh, 18th dynasty, and both of them were during relatively prosperous times of the Egyptian empire. So okay. I thought they, both of them were just never found. So that it would make sense that those would be ones that he would call out. That's interesting. Yeah. Though, um, uh, Thutmose, uh, T-H-U-T-M-O-S-E, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently his body was found, but his tomb never was. Oh. So I think his tomb was looted and they found his, his stuff later. Sure. But I don't know for sure. But anyway, Stephen is looking around, kind of gathering clues, and he realizes that the writing, I believe he said, was Mesopotamian, which... Yeah, it was a different language. It was a different language, which there was only one Egyptian, uh, like pharaoh that wasn't Egyptian. It was Alexander the Great. So, uh, which was apparently another one that's never been found, and you know, it's a relatively famous one. 
and yeah so he they're looking he's looking around and he's like everything in me is telling me not to open this thing everything in me is telling me not to open this thing and i really thought they were going to either go with a jump scare or this you know it was reanimated in some kind as like a defender you know something along those that lines been some mummy shit man. it would have been some mummy shit but he opens it up and it's just a corpse uh wrapped in a very interesting way it made sense the way it was wrapped like it's more than just like strips of cloth wrapped in a circle so I found that interesting, but yeah, he, he, he's like, I don't know what all this stuff is, but he o- takes off the headpiece and then sticks his arm down the, the, the mummy's throat to get to the statue. So he has the statue and then that la- part, I, I actually am kind of glad they didn't do a jump scare or anything yeah. because it was just tension, 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 and then it just breaks and nothing happens. Yeah. And it was awesome no, because it, it was I think a jump scare would have been probably cool, but also it, just, super, it would have felt cheap there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it. I really like the way that they did this, and like, it looked pretty practical. Like the way he was sticking his arm oh, down and yeah. the jaw like detaches and stuff like that. It's like, like it was pretty gross. Like I felt pretty nasty watching it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but Layla comes back and he's like, "Oh, we won! Like <laughs> great success! <laughs> oh, great success!" Uh, but she she's all salty about her father. Fair. And we don't see how she gets away from Harrow. She just kind of leaves. Like, there's another entrance on the other side, and she just kind of leaves. Sure, whatever. Yeah, well, that was why that one broke, so then Harrow couldn't do that, apparently. Yeah, I guess. So, she she's salty about her father and is, like, essentially demanding to have this conversation right now. Like, in the middle of this tomb, <laughs> with mercenaries all around, and zombie uh, priests running around, like, while they have the, uh, like, the prison of a god in their hands yeah she wants to have this conversation right now right now (sighs) but essentially we get the backstory that steven and his partner were essentially mercenaries slash looters slash you know want out for money bushman bushman yeah they went to this dig site bushman got greedy and decided to execute all of the archaeologists that were there steven didn't want to steven did not kill or i'm sorry yes mark yes mark didn't want to and yeah, so mm-hmm. he also mentions that he was supposed to die that day, which also lines up with how it goes down in the comics. Um, of course, though, in the comics, Layla is there when it happens, and she's the one that, well, it's not Layla, it's someone by a different name, but very heavily based on who Layla is, and lays them at the statue of Khonshu, and that's how that yeah, all happens. Yeah, it was a white lady in the comics, and they're trying to, I think, make it a little more diverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we... we Layla still blames Mark for bringing a killer to where her father was killed. So, I, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Except if you didn't know, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the yeah. right answer is here. No, me neither. So, we essentially get, like, a shift back to Mark from Steven here as all these people with guns show up. He goes and grabs an axe out of the, the Pharaohs. Uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Harrow essentially is like, you know, give me Dude, the that's thing. Like, <laughs> that's also like some video game shit, like grabbing this, like, you know, this like super decked out <laughs> melee weapon, <laughs> right. you know, that it's surrounded by guns. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't fit your character at all. It, it's, it's like you, you bought it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just, just like scrubs and he's just holding this bright gold axe. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, someone bought the cosmetic for that weapon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, him and Hiro have a conversation. Layla went and hid and mm-hmm. essentially is like, you know, give me the shit. Like, you don't have to die. We can, you know, work together here. Your conscience no longer in your head. The peace must be nice, all this other stuff. And then Mark's just like, nah, like, fuck you. <laughs> and I wonder if part of that 
is as I'm going back to my theory about all of this being unreliable mm-hmm. is him implying schizophrenia. I could see Mar- that on Mark slash Steven. Yeah, no, it would make sense. So Mark kills three mercenaries, two right off the bat, and he tries to throw the axe at Harrow, and someone pretty cool. dives in front of him, slash just takes the axe to for him, sure, whatever. I do look pretty surprised. Dude did look pretty surprised. <laughs> it almost felt like Harrow moved him in front of him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, uh, cool. Take move, bro. <laughs> right. So the we, we get the conversation. Uh, Harrow pulls out what looks like kind of like a German pistol, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it looked like a Clauser. It did look like a Clauser to me. So he, he shoots uh, Mark three times, which I thought was interesting. He shoots him twice, uh, once in the like the dead center, and then once uh, above the heart, and then the third one is the one that knocks him backwards into the pool. Mm-hmm. I think it was three. I thought it was three. I Might thought, have been two. I thought it was two, but... For some reason, I thought it was three. There's a lot of three imagery throughout this show, which, sure. God damn it, give me Jake. <laughs> so, Mark is in the, the pool now, and we get a zoomed out, like, this pool super deep, and we see Mark, like, floating down through the water. Great visual. I mean, yes. that was so cool. And I had no idea what was happening, which was awesome, because usually you see it, and you're like, oh, he's going to float down and you, you're kind of getting rid of the body at the same time and then to have that to have that visual flip was super unique and super cool yeah yeah and well so the yeah the, the visual flip was super cool and then as soon as he started to float down i was like he's gonna meet another god of some kind like i, I thought th- kanji was gonna make some I thought Kanshu was going to do something or maybe like one of the other gods that imprisoned Kanshu like realized what was going on because um or what did Audrey talk about with Anubis? Yeah, Anubis would make sense right there because Anubis is the god of death and Anubis is the one that weighs your heart against mm-hmm. the, the feather and then if you fail you get fed to um it. So like Anubis would make sense right there too. So mm-hmm. very very interesting, but yeah, he wakes up in like a sterile white facility. Um, getting wheeled over, and there's a game of bingo going on. Uh, the announcer that's calling out numbers is Crowley, the uh, mime that was uh, doing stuff in earlier episodes. That uh, like that he... also checks out in the comics. So I was we were pre pre recording. Mike and I were just chatting, and and I've been reading the Lemire comics, yeah. like trying to make my way. Well, not trying to make my way through it sounds like I'm not enjoying it. I'm very much enjoying it, but also pacing myself so I don't ruin the show. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get some background. So I've kind of like slowed down on it. But Crowley is in that institution with Mark. Yeah. When they begin that. um, And he's part of their their journey in that. If I remember correctly, I remember reading stuff on it. There's quite a few people from Mark. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that are there. So we also um, we get the game of bingo. It's Crowley, which is pretty cool. The hat that he's using is the same hat that he uses when he's doing his like mimicry thing. It's pretty pretty cool. We also see one of the patients playing with a Rubik's cube in the, that scene. Mm-hmm. There's um, the lady that is handing out the pills. Uh, the bald lady is one of the is the one that was played an officer that come came and picked him up. So one of the orderlies was played by the officer, and also the um, other orderly that has the big beard was the other officer that came to his apartment. Mm-hmm. The you also see his boss Donna uh, is also there, talking about uh, wanting some more bloody O's for bingo, which was kind of fun. Uh, the one of the hands on the clock behind him is an Anubis or not Anubis's is Kanchu staff. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then the, one of the other orderlies, the ones with the cupcakes, which cupcakes tie back to the first episode when he's blacking in and out. Yep. Uh, the orderly with the cupcakes was the one that played the bodyguard for the art collector. That's right. Yeah. So there, there's that. Someone was, uh, one of the order where one of the patients was drawing like a, a, a bird that uh, like a skeletal bird. Yeah. That was Conchu. That was pretty hard. To, that one was yeah, hard that, that one was, that one was hard to miss. <laughs> we also have like a fake fishbowl next to his favorite spot, which is looking out of a window. So that, that's pretty fun. And then, uh, Layla's also there. She's also on the psych ward and she's eating a Turkish delight, which is the same food she's eating when Mark first or Steven first meets her mm-hmm. as well. So that's uh, that's something, and then he's also tied to the chair, like he ties himself to the bed. And then we get that. So all of the bingo letters that we were noticing were normal. I, I did double check this. It is only one through seventy-five in U.S. Uh, bingo. I can't remember. Yeah, I was I, trying to think of like my grandma's house, and we used to play on this <laughs> little machine, and I was trying to remember how many balls there were, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's one. It's one through seventy-five, but there is a what, what is it? A sixteen T or T sixteen? Yeah. That we noticed, and and immediately I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I went that through in my head, and I was like, "No, that's not how bingo spelled." <laughs> <laughs> well, and I looked it up just before we went. We started recording, and there are not a lot of theories out yet. No, I'll be interested to see because you know it's going to tie in somewhere. I'll be real interested to see like what it what it means. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll I'm I'll be really curious about what this is all about so then he like blacks out and then wakes back up in harrow's office and he's got the cane and he also has the same sandals on that he uses all of the decor inside of his office is egyptian themed he also has an amit like statue head in there and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and you know steven's kind of freaking out the uh the 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 painting on the wall is the same village that he we see in like the the alps or whatever like meant to be something like that yeah so yeah like all the imagery in there ties directly into what we've been seeing with mm-hmm. with the, the the earlier episodes well and then the comics too i mean they hero is a lady in the comics right when he's in this yeah. institution um it's a it's a woman that's interviewing him or trying to get information out of him and she actually either is Amit or represents Amit directly instead of them searching for this tomb. So I do wonder if that's going to be something they bring up or if that's going to be another change or or how they go about that. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. No, I could a hundred percent see something like that. Cause so, also everything that they were trying to, a lot of what they were trying to chase was also set, which yes. I know Audrey touched on last week too. Yeah. So we also get a scene where Mark finds Stephen trapped inside of a sarcophagus, um, like yelling to get out, and then he opens it up and they they embrace because they're they're both very that was confused so weird. and like how is this happening? And like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. But yeah, they they so they're just like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. We're blowing this joint. Yeah, which is fair enough. So they start going. Uh, we do get tre- uh, teased again for Jake Lockley uh, because we see another Dude, sarcophagus rattling I'm as they so run I'm so goddamn by. sick of this. Oh, yeah. It's, I uh, just want to confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we see them running, and then uh, the door opens, and we see a very large uh, hippo person on two legs with feline hands. <laughs> hippo person. It's a hippo person. It, so that is, uh, I believe... I did look up the pronunciation for it. It's Tarette, uh, I believe is how you pronounce that. It is the 
uh, protector of women and children and like in the goddess of childbirth, which I thought was interesting that that would be the God that would be found. But uh, in general is just like an overall protector as well. But hippo bipedal with uh, feline hands and is often depicted with resting their hand on a symbol for protection. So, okay. yeah. And uh, in the very first episode when he's working in the gift shop, they actually had the Tarot uh, plushies as well. The hippo pl- plushies that oh. Audrey actually pushed that uh, pointed that out to us. So, yeah. And that's uh, that's how that episode ends. That's I, what- I really, really enjoyed this one. And Me it, too. I love this. We have no idea what's real and fake at this point, and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love this part of it. It was the same reason I loved WandaVision, because I had no clue what was going on in that show until, like, the very, very, very end. You know, they left you guessing. They left you with all these theories, and they're doing the same thing here, which is just incredible. Um, My personal is that the institution is where they all are. They keep trying to break out, and these different... These different areas they end up in, whether it's Stevens Flat or like back to normal life, right? Are it's just it's it's his imagination and yeah. him trying to break out of this. Because um, I think the two lackeys that are in the institution, so the the redheaded gentleman and then the the black person, um, I can't remember. I think it was a gentleman as well, but they are in the comics and they do like the shock air quote therapy okay. on yeah. Mark. You know, Stephen, Jake, you know, we don't really see a lot of Jake in the comics and being in that institute is usually Mark. Okay. Yeah. And Mark's the main character. The main main Jake like breaks out and gets information for them or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how they're setting that up, but they do this shock therapy every time he gets too out of line and they just shock the shit out of him until he's like basically useless and numb to the world and i yeah. think they they kind of did the same thing with medication in this one so sure. yeah 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 because he has a earlier on he has a hard time like moving his legs and mm-hmm. running and stuff like that because of the medication so yeah what's yeah. your theory on this so i think this is the afterlife like he's dead yeah like he's dead dead and this oh. is essentially a representation of the afterlife and Wait, which part is the representation? Both of them? Uh, the, the just in general, like the the actual um, institution is. The, so you're saying he's he's shot. He's, he's he's dead. Fucking dead. He's dead. And this is the representation of the afterlife that they're going with, and it's essentially the mind slash soul dying, trying to make sense of essentially the world that he knows. Hmm. And so like, you think Conchu is. So then you think Layla is going to break out Conchu and become Moon Knight? Maybe. It's it's very possible. I'm So I think showing Tyred at the end there is the other gods realizing that um that they're actually trying to uh release Amit. Okay. Uh so he, essentially he's gone to the afterlife. This is a way for like essentially to rationalize all the shit that he's seen because it it, it could like yes if you go from the point of view that he's actually institutionalized, that all of the things that he's seen, he's making up stories about. But if the stories are so hard to believe, this is his mind simplifying it down to something that he could understand. So like t- taking it and rever- literally just reversing what you yeah. said before and then seeing the the hippo person at the, at the end I being like, like oh, the God being like, oh, shit, you were right, are bad. And like since it's a, a, a the, the goddess of childbirth – 
being like using essentially as a standard of rebirth and a protection to bring Mark back to essentially try to stop Amit. Okay. I like that. I'm just just throwing that out there. <laughs> I wonder uh, yeah, I do like that. That's a good theory. Yeah. I, I mean so we I don't think he's dead dead though. That's th- the one part I'll disagree with is I think he is still in that institution but he's projecting some of it sure but some of it's real yeah i could see so that so i think jake takes over when it's when it's good for them to mm-hmm. get them out and then somehow he's bringing them back in maybe i don't know yeah I'm i don't sure. know and that, that's the cool part right <laughs> yeah i mean that's well, the awesome part the only reason i think that is because we, we we see him sinking into the blackness and then it's very suddenly bright again yeah which i was trying to figure out how in Obviously, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense. He's institutionalized if he has schizophrenia or something like that. Obviously, not all of the delusions have to make any sort of sense. But how... like I do all- think they'll stick with the DID, though. Maybe. Because I think one of the big critiques of the writing then was them trying to like shove different mental illnesses onto it. So. Yes, yes. Him being shot is a hard thing to justify in like... A delusion inside of an institution. So, but that or, could be shock therapy or him getting tortured in some way. I know or... you hate Inception, but I'm gonna <laughs> go there, man. When they shoot people, they die and they wake up. Yeah, and they just get kicked back to another. Yep. Yeah, that that could be another thing too. He was in a delusion and he gets killed yeah. in his delusion and gets kicked back to the real world. That's very possible as well. Just yeah. I mean, but the thing with this being, you just hate that movie, so you're gonna try and no. It. The thing with this being the real world <laughs> is. Like the sarcophagus and uh, um, the Tarette at the end. Yeah, the, but I, but it could be him slipping back into another delusion. Like that—that's a possibility God as well. Damn, he's just so unreliable. He like, you just have no fucking clue. He's so unreliable. Of because you're right. Because that would debunk my theory too. Because then you'd have to like start bending different ways to make that one work well and then, like i said if 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 he's slipping back into another hallucination or something like that th- this could be just the signs of him slipping yeah. into another hallucination or something like that but but uh, and, and two they they specifically right before right they find the sarcophagus they've you know whatever mm-hmm. they show him sliding and then all the stuff sliding with him so i wonder if that's meant to mean something that we're not thinking about yeah and well we also see like the um the lanterns and stuff like that moving on the ceiling and yes. it seems like it's tilting which was a very conchu thing to do before conchu would do that shit yeah whenever he was about to show up he he could interact with the world around him to make like weird shit happen but couldn't like physically do anything to people so or I w- so when they do when they talk about the tomb what the fuck that Sorry. vhs the- oh yes okay we didn't touch on this uh, so there, there is. It's a tomb buster. Yeah, when they talk about it, they talk about um, a different god, the Aztec god of the of the night or the yep. moon, and the the person is Stephen Grant. Uh, yeah, Stephen Grant, the Doctor Stephen Grant. I wonder if like they'll bring back like that god to give him powers as Moon Knight. I could see that. Yeah, where they say like this dude is stepping up in Conchu's absence. Yeah, because. It's not like we solidified that like that is the only pantheon of gods in this. We know that there's at the least fuck. three pantheons of gods <laughs> yeah. at this point. We got we got Norse, Greece, and uh, Egyptian for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to throw in a third. But... Yeah, I mean, why not? But they specifically name him. They specifically talk about they do. They that, do specific... that god. And that is the most important part of that scene, in my opinion. Well, actually, no. It's 
Stephen Grant being the name, but yeah. this I would the second most important part is that yeah, I think anyways yeah it very well could be yeah yeah it, it we didn't really touch on it and how it's a VHS and stuff like that and like how it's such a unique movie that almost probably no one's ever seen it and then we get Stephen Grant which is you know the other personality yeah. so if it is Mark like this is where he gets the Stephen from and. He's an Indiana Jones-esque person, so he's going on adventures in Egypt and stuff. Like, sure. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So No one checks out. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. Yeah, I don't know. They're, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do I'm with these so last two excited. episodes. Me too. Me Dude, too. Dude, these are like the feels I was getting with WandaVision and Loki, <laughs> man. So hard. Yeah. I, I Something different, it feels different to me somehow. Like, I'm still very excited, but I'm actually almost more intrigued by this because I don't know who this character is. Yes. Yeah. Because like with like it's with fresh. Wanda, something was happening, but it almost got bogged down with too many theories, with like what Wanda's yeah. doing and stuff like that. Where at, with Moon Knight, we're kind of coming off fresh. It's because everybody and their fucking mom thought Mephisto is going to be confirmed in that show. Yeah, I mean, and, and everybody was so fucking salty when yeah. that didn't happen. And they dunked on us so hard with Agatha. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was awesome. I did love that twist. Well, you know, we should do that for the Patreon is rewatch those and talk about them. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. So I love that show so much. Yeah. I, so I, I don't have any other thoughts or other theories at no. the moment. I just like that we had two different theories about this, like coming out of it, which literally, is super cool. Literally exact inverses of each other. <laughs> which is odd because usually we... <laughs> we usually line up pretty well on those yeah. sorts of things, but... I'm sure my reading has tainted me in some yeah. way, which is kind of cool that... You didn't read it, and I'm, like, halfway through, so we get, like, a cool... Yeah. Like, I'm know. familiar with the story, because I, I had to do all that research right. for the, the beginning of this, but, yeah. But it's a cool just... Uh, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... Justification? That yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of cool, but... Yeah. No, I like and it. And it brings about this this unreliable narrator where they can do this stuff. They for can sure. They can have these conversations, because we literally don't know. Yeah. We have no clue. It's not like Hawkeye, where it was, like... Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. This is it. This is what's happening. We know that, even you know, like, Clint is Clint. Yeah. Right? And, and even like the twist of Kingpin and stuff like that really wasn't that much of a twist. No, like, it was fucking telegraphed. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which is fine. Yeah. Still I, excited. I, yeah. I liked it. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this one. Uh, if you if anyone out there has their own theories, you know, throw them out. Tweet yeah. at us. Throw, Dude, if anybody knows DM what T1616T 16, means, like, yeah, please. Well, I know, know that there's a, 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 a was a 16T airspeeder in Star Wars, but like, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, it is Disney <laughs> crossover. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it's shit out Obi-Wan there. Obi Wan spoiler. <laughs> oh my or, God! Uh, if Obi-Wan they did a crossover teaser. for uh, yeah, spoiler for Obi Wan. If if Obi Wan has a like a 16T droid or some bullshit yeah. like that. It had to mean something though, because he said it like four goddamn times. Yeah, he's like sixteen T or T sixteen. Like this, I mean, it was like on. How would you not catch that? Yes. Well, unless you don't know how to spell. Well, that was the thing is like a lot of the numbers wouldn't necessarily work great, but then he also said like I two like twelve times. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like I'm sure there's some sort of weird code or something like that happening in there that we just don't understand we'll yet it. yeah they've, they've been pretty good with that with like loki and wandavision specifically having like weird easter egg mm-hmm. shit going on like that ties in later but yeah 
All right. If you like what we do here, we do have that Patreon like we talked about. We got we got yep. a bunch of random stuff up there now. So feel free to go check it out. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we got the Facebook group. We have the Twitter. We got Insta. Uh, we do have the email address. All of that stuff is down in the Linktree link down below. The Facebook's probably the most active if yeah. you're looking for... Uh, we post like the teaser trailers. Teaser and we trailers. try and get on that stuff pretty quick, or one of our people do, which is super cool. Yeah, so. yeah, they'll throw it up there. We've got some random fan theories and stuff like that going out every once in a while, and then uh, we will have a poll coming up uh, probably this week. I think I'll probably po- post it when this one comes out because uh, you guys haven't heard it yet, but we are coming up on the crest of Jessica Jones readings being done. So we we got a backlog of those that are just waiting to be released at this point. Yep. So we're going to re- keep recording so we can get a little bit ahead. But uh yep. we want to we'll, we'll I'll throw one up on the Patreon and then I'll throw one up in the Facebook group. Patreon will get to uh vote on one character and then Facebook group will vote on another one and then each of us will do our two like we've done in the past. Yep. So we'll, we'll have a D8 that we're rolling to see who the hell we're going to do next. So I got to think <laughs> of who I want to put up now. Yeah, I got to think too. I got some ideas. I floating. got some ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ever since we loaded it with Nightcrawler the one time. <laughs> and it, it took us so six fucking months to finish Nightcrawler. But here we are. I loved it though. Oh, I loved it too. I so. loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I got I got to start thinking about who I want to put in yeah. there. I mean, you guys should give me a heads up so I can start pulling some reading lists too. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. All right. Well, not but- it really matters cuz <laughs> Audrey's going to win again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All 3 for 3, you know. It's my girl. <laughs> but for this week, I'm Mike. And I'm Charlie. And thank you for joining us and talk to you next time. <laughs>